0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So today I wanted to talk about, you know, I'm a simple girl at heart, how I got to where we are today. You know, I was always a little house on the prairie girl, and I feel like our story and our path is a little bit different than what is quote unquote the norm in culture today. I always wanted to be a stay at home mother. I always wanted to, you know, be that little life, uh, little house on the prairie girl. Um, I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. Didn't know I wanted to be a stay at home mom that was a homeschool mom, but here we are. Um, And, you know, along the way, we also added to our uh, lifestyle a self employed family. We are a self employed family. Both my husband and I run our own businesses. And, you know, we're teaching our children, actually, to follow that path as well. And so I wanted to talk about it because it's a little bit different than the norm path. But I'm not here to say this is the right way or the only way or you should copy our way because this is the way. No, the right way for you, the right path to follow is the one that God puts you on. But what I do would, you know, would hope from this podcast would be that, You might have a different perspective or the very principles of why we do what we do might, you know, be something that you would want to think about. So I'm going to just share a little bit of, you know, where we've come from on this journey and and this little, you know, uh, simple life that we're trying to achieve and how, you know, God has really woven it all together. And one of the things I also want to touch on is really, you know, making the best use of your time. And I'm not talking about your to-do list or your planner. We've talked about stuff like that recently on podcast episodes. I'm talking about making the best use of the time on earth that God has given you. You know, what on earth are you living for? So we're going to talk about all that fun stuff. You might even learn something new about me as I share my story. But before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum, as well as their online classes, they have a bunch of new releases right now. They have an elementary math curriculum, earth science for elementary grades, and high school astronomy. I think all of those look fabulous. As you guys know, and I always say, we have used Apologia since we began homeschooling. We've never been disappointed. Their curriculum is stellar. I highly highly recommend Apologia for... Elementary all the way up until high school. They have just amazing products. So go over to Apologia.com. They also have some free resources if you are new to homeschooling or just thinking about homeschooling as well as free resources for your children to download free activities. So go check it out at Apologia.com. So today I wanted to talk about, like I said, my story. And I share this in hopes that maybe, you know, you would learn something new or you would be inspired or you would be maybe provoked in your thoughts to, you know, um, what you are doing with the most use of your time. And so... <clears throat> Let's see, where do I begin? I guess at the beginning, right? I guess I would say, I wanted to remind you, I've always been a little house in the prairie girl at heart. I've always, since I was a little girl, desired simple. I always looked at things of like, why are people stressed over, you know, all that stuff? And what does it really matter in the end? I've always had that perspective of what does it really matter in the end, you know, um, It's just the way God has wired me. I always kind of kept my eye on, even when I wasn't a Christian, I would say almost like an eternal perspective, like, you know, what does this really matter in the end? So I've always sort of been like that. Um, I I will call myself an underachiever, you know, uh, as when I was in school, in high school, and even college. I was never that perfectionist, type A, uh, must-get-good grades. Now, my mother will laugh because she would always say that I could have had, you know... All A's and 4.0. If I had just applied myself, because quite frankly, I love to learn. I love to think about things. I, you know, I would say that I. My mother's absolutely right. I have the capacity to get all A's, but <laughs> I didn't apply myself as well in college and in high school. Um, but I always knew deep down that I wanted to make the most use of my life to do for others or to, you know, make my mark here in this world. And it's like I said, even before I was a Christian, I just knew that I wanted my life to be purposeful. I didn't want to just go to work to earn money. You know, uh, you know, you go to work for 8, 10 hours a day, you better be doing something purposeful, right? And so I always knew I didn't want to work just for the sake of working and, um, I wanted to make the most use of that time. I also knew that I always wanted to be a mom, and I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, for me, um, again, I'm not going to start the argument of working moms versus stay-at-home moms. I'm just merely sharing my story. I know everybody has a different story, and it's between you and the Lord. Again, what I say is the path you are on, the right one is the one that God is leading you on. So, this is by no means to say that my path is the way and the only way or anything. Again, it's just to share um, our story so that maybe you'll be inspired or provoked in your thoughts to, you know, with different principles that I'm going to talk about. Um, but how you apply that in your life is different, or you might just want to listen for the mere fact of being entertained and hear- <laughs> hearing my story. So, um when i when i graduated from college and i was getting ready to get married i just remember you know looking for a job and um it was like, I I wouldn't I was offered a job, but it was like, I would have to work Sundays and evenings. And I remember thinking like, I'm getting married now. Like, that's not an option. In my head, it was like, I'm going to be making dinner for my husband and, you know, going to be doing all those wife things and going to church on Sunday. And we're not, I'm not doing that. And so for me, family and um, home life and all of that was a priority. And so I turned that job down. And then it was funny because as I was looking for a job, because we were getting married right out of college, and our college um, for both of us took a little longer than the typical four years because both Steve and I were working full time while in college. So uh, I also transferred a couple of times and changed majors and things like that. So, you know, there was a little bit of time lost. But when we were getting ready to, um, You know, when I was getting ready to get my full time job before I would be um, married, it just to me wasn't that priority because I knew like, well, eventually I'm just going to want to be, you know, a mom. That was that was I wanted to be a mom, you know, right away. And so we got married at 24 years old and I was we were both like, you know, we're ready to we're ready to be parents right off the bat. Whenever God blesses us with a baby, you know, we're ready. And at that time, uh, people were kind of like, you know, you're getting married young. You would want to have children young. Like, don't you want to enjoy your life? I can remember actually friends saying that. Don't you want to enjoy your life before you get married and have kids? And we were like, no, we feel like that's where the enjoyment in life comes from, right? Like building a family and all of that. And um, when I was in college, I worked as a nanny. And I remember when I was looking for a job, I just kept thinking, I just want to be a nanny. Like, that was the only job I ever loved and adored. But yet, when I graduated college, it was like, well, no, I can't keep doing that. I have to have a real job, you know, work for a real company. And have benefits and salary and vacation days and, you know, work from 9 to 5 and, you know, 401k and health benefits and all of those things that you're supposed to do. And I remember clearly thinking, like, I just want to be a nanny. Because I absolutely love that job. I love taking care of the kids. I feel like it's where I learned a lot about being a mom from. I learned so much about cooking and making recipes and keeping house and doing errands and taking care of kids. And so... You know, that was just my, my God-given desire was to have a home, take care of my home, and have children. And so I did end up getting a job, you know, in the regular workplace. And it was it was a good job, and I enjoyed it. Um, and on the other hand, I was actually working in a cancer hospital, so it was also very sad and emotional many days. Um, and I enjoyed that job but if I wasn't married and uh, you know starting a, a life there I probably would have stayed there but you know we got married and I, I became pregnant within two months which was a dream for us because that's what I wanted and uh, I knew that I was going to be staying home so I, I ended up leaving the job while I was pregnant and I was home and ready to prepare now, it seems a little backwards because many people would be like, well, you know, we're going to have babies when we have so and so amount of money and we have a house and we have um, you know, we're ready. And we just knew that we wanted to be married and have kids and that God would take care of us. And so we didn't go that traditional route of like all these things have to be in place before we can do whatever we knew what had to be in place. And that was we were following God's plan for our lives. Like we knew that if we were following him, he would take care of us. And if he were to bless us with a child, because that was our desire, then he would take care of us. So we ended up, uh, you know, here we are newly married. I quit my job, you know, halfway through the pregnancy. And I was home and ready to be a homemaker again at 24 years old. These days, most people were like, you're going to be a homemaker. Like, it was just, it was odd. And to me, it wasn't. It was like, this is what I've been living for. This is what I feel like I've been created for. And Steve had a decent job for his first real job out of college. And then, lo and behold, we were a couple of months away from having our baby. Um, we did not have our own house or apartment. By the grace of God, my actually, my parents were having a house built, um, and they were going to sell the house that I grew up in. And by the grace of God, they offered for us to stay in that house that I grew up in um, until we were financially ready to buy our own home, uh, and which was amazing because we only paid them, you know, rent, which was not what we would pay out there in the regular housing market. So we got to pay our par- my parents' rent. You know, at first I was mortified. I was like, I'm going to stay in the house that I grew up in. Like, I was like, no. And Steve was like, yes, that's what we're doing because financially, you know, what a blessing. And so, you know, we did not make, if you look at it on paper, we did not make the choices that seemed, quote unquote, responsible, even though I feel like they were because we were following God. And we certainly, you know, uh, trusted that, you know, we would be provided for. So here we are staying in this house for very little rent. Steve's making a decent job and I'm ready to have our first child. And we're thinking, you know, we'll stay in this house for a couple of years or a year or two and then we'll be save, you know, save up money and we'll, we'll buy a house. And so a couple of months before Grace was born, let's see, it was only two months before Grace was born, Steve actually lost his job. And I've talked about this. I have podcast episodes about this, about Steve losing his job, because that would be the first of three times in our marriage he would lose his job. And, you know, thankfully, we were living in my parents' house. Um, You know, they had moved out at this point into the house they were having built, but they were having a townhouse built. They were downsizing. Um, And here we were, um, you know, now, without a job, I had left my job, and I was already be a stay-at-home mom, and now Steve left his, uh, lost his job. That was a devastating time and a difficult time, but of course, God pulled us through, and um, he did end up finding another job after Grace was born, <coughs> and everything uh, worked out just fine. We were able to save up money and move out and get our own house approximately two years later, I believe it was. So, you know, you would think that we would look back at that and say, boy, we were so irresponsible. You know, we should have, uh, you know, not made those choices. But we we just trust. We know when you're walking with the Lord, you just know when it's the right thing, even if curveballs are thrown at you. And they certainly were that year. And so, you know, our journey has always been. Uh, with these kind of roller coaster things, right? I lo- He lost his job again when I was pregnant with my second child, with Luke, um, our, our oldest son. And, you know, again, devastating. But it never crossed our minds. Like, well, Karen, you got to go to work. I remember at one time my mom saying, you know, I could watch the kids if you want to go get a job because Steve's out of work. And I remember thinking, get a job. Like, it just never crossed our mind. Obviously, if we were in such dire straits, I would have, but it was like, no, God has called me to be home and he will work it out. And literally every time Steve lost his job, it was a blessing. I know that sounds crazy, but it really was because it always led to a better job. It always led to something greater. It always led to meeting, you know, a new person in his life that would lead to another stepping stone that would lead to something later on. Like We see the purpose in it all. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Did we, you know, have horrible, you know, times? Of course. But we also never went without. We were always provided for in some way or another. Steve was always able to do freelance work. We never went without money. And he never took unemployment or anything like that. Like, he made it work no matter what. And so when um, I was pregnant again with our third child... Um, no, excuse me, I was pregnant with our fourth child. No, it was after I was pregnant with our fourth child. We had Ethan already. Steve lost his job again for the third and final time. Um, And at that time was when he made the decision to go into business for himself. And I want to just talk about that for a minute because while it seemed so scary at the time, we were like, he was, you know, toying with the idea of going into business for himself because at that point he had already been doing a lot of freelance business and he thought you know i can just do this on my own that was very scary we had four children at the time i wasn't working and we were like okay you know this isn't Well, at least i was like this isn't secure like you don't have a 401k and a health plan and days off. And, you know, every week you are relying on clients, you know, and relying on getting jobs if there's no security in that. And my wise friend said to me, and what, there's security in, you know, working in corporate America? He's lost his job three times. (laughs) And I was like, that's true. And so we made the decision. And again, I have a whole podcast episode on this in the archives. But we made the decision on, you know, uh, him starting his own business. And what a blessing. That was back in 2013. So we're on now eight years. What a blessing. And actually, I believe it's eight years, like literally this week. It was at this time. What a blessing it has been um, for so many reasons. Before Steve was um, doing his own business, the, um, the field that he was in, he would work literally through the night sometimes he would if they had deadlines he it, it was crazy he would uh, and he worked he had a long commute so he had like an hour commute and then he would be home um, you know 10 o'clock at night four in the morning sometimes one time he didn't even come home because they have deadlines and they make them work through the night and so it was really difficult and I remember at one time just being resigned to the fact that we will never eat dinner together as a family. And that was heartbreaking to me because I, that's, you know, here I am a stay at home mom and I have this vision of our, you know, days together and our evenings together and being a family and, you know, taking care of my husband and making his meals and he's not even coming home for dinner and I'm here with the kids all day long. And so that was really hard. But wow, look how God changed that plan. Not only now was Steve, you know, his own boss, we were having breakfast, lunch and dinner together. And it's a scary thing to begin um, in that lifestyle when you've been working for, a, you know, a company all along. But what a blessing, too, because we have the freedom for Steve to be home whenever he needs to be home, you know, or if we need to travel or, you know, there's there's so many upsides. Of course, there's so many downsides because you have to look at it and say, OK, you don't have a 401k and company benefits and all of that. Again, we've never been, you know, for want. We are members of Samaritan Ministries, which is our what we use for our um, health coverage. If anybody has questions about that, I'm always happy to answer. That has been a true blessing. Um, we have an amazing doctor that doesn't um, take insurance anyway. It's like a membership model, so that is just amazing for our family. Again, if you have questions, I can answer that um, in a message or an email. Um, and so, you know, it's been a different lifestyle, but we've loved it and over the years there's been many times where I felt like and I've said to Steve you know I need to get a job like Grace is in college now you know I need to go get a job and um, and again I'm not saying this so that you'll feel like oh you know you should be destitute and not work obviously if God shows you that you need to go get a job you should for our family we've always managed to make it work without me leaving the home to go get a job and you know I've thought about it so many times you know and Steve has always said it too with doing his own business you're going to work most of your life like every you know every day if you're going to work 8 to 10 hours a day you are spending your life working under somebody else. You better make sure that's really what you're called to do and what you want to do. Because that's an awful long time out of your life to spend doing something just for the sake of doing it. If you're doing it just for the sake of making money or because it's going to be a good retirement plan, what is the point? What is the point, right? And that's how we always looked at it. You know, I remember somebody said to us once, like, well, you know, what about retirement plans and this and that? And we're like, you know what? (laughs) We're not giving up half of our life so that, you know, we can have a comfortable retirement plan someday. Like we trust, we have so many plans basically now actually for our retirement, like what we want to do, because, you know, basically when you're self-employed, you'll never retire. But what we want to do to support ourselves financially when we're older. So, you know, we have so many different views that, you know, I don't feel that we wanted to spend our entire lives working for somebody else so that we would have a good pension someday, or working for somebody else and spending all those hours doing something that we wasn't fruitful or that we weren't passionate about or that honestly wasn't for the glory of God and so we have this again is our path and I just hope that you would um maybe learn some principles from this or you know encouragement but definitely not saying our way is the highway this is our way your way is the way that you follow God and this is the way that we're following God um so, you know, he really led us to this lifestyle where we enjoy the freedom of being self-employed. Are there a lot of challenges to being self-employed? Absolutely. Like, right now it's tax time. It's like the worst time of the year, right? <laughs> or, you know, there's um, there's a lot of, you know, things that you have to consider. Again, for us, our priority was our family, our time together, and and really making the best use of our time and being purposeful in what we were doing with our lives. And, you know, as we approach now, my daughter um, in college and the boys are, you know, have college on the horizon or whatever it is, you know, we have really um, shown them that having your own business is really the best way to go, we think. Um, Because you have the freedom and the control over your life. Nowadays, especially... There are so many opportunities. You could run your own business in a myriad of ways that is completely different from even just 20 years ago. You know, with the internet and the social media and the online shops and just so many opportunities and so many ways to think out of the box. And, you know, we've always told our kids, your job in life is not what you do from 9 to 5 for somebody else. Your job in life is to pursue God. And to glorify him in all you do. And so he's given all of us different desires and passions and gifts, and how do we use them for the glory of God? So we have been pushing our children, I don't wanna say pushing, like forcing, but guiding them toward that path of, you know, being an entrepreneur or self employed um, family because challenges or not, I mean, there's going to be challenges whether you're not self employed, right? Challenges or not, the benefits to us far outweigh um, the the downfalls, you know. And th- there's just there's just so much benefit um, to to it. But again, going back to you know, what are you really using? What on earth are you living for? What are you using your time well for? Like I couldn't imagine looking back and saying, you know. Well, you know, my kids were in school and I had them in daycare from, you know, babies on up, but I have a pension and I have good money. You know, I wouldn't trade the mornings around our kitchen table for a bazillion dollars. I don't, all the money in the world I wouldn't take if I couldn't be sitting around the kitchen table with my children every morning and talking and connecting and, um, You know, teaching them the ways of the Lord, Uh, spending, you know, investing. You're really investing in in their futures, in your future grandchildren, in the future generations, because you are investing in their lives. And I'm not saying if your kids are in daycare, if your kids are in school, you can't invest in them other ways. That's between you and the Lord. But this is how I felt for our family, was that, you know, um, I wanted to be the one to teach them about the Lord. I wanted to be the one to teach them about life. And I wanted to be the one to live life with them every single day. So we are so grateful that God brought us on this, this different path. And if you're listening and you're like, wow, you know, I'm working and my kids are in school and all that, you know, this isn't to make anyone feel bad. It's just to, uh, you know, give you a different perspective and say, you know, how can you use your time well then that you do have together? Because again, my path is not supposed to be your path. So if you're on a different path, <laughs> that is between you and the Lord. But again, I wanted to share this to just share some of you know our principles and some of the um, thoughts behind it, and and again, maybe get to know you can get to know me a little bit more. And and uh, if you've been listening to the podcast a while, maybe you're learning something new about us and our family. So we're on the verge now of graduating our second child from homeschool. And he's not going the traditional college route. I did a podcast about this not too long ago, about how my daughter and my son both have totally different paths post-high school. Um, He is going to a Christian gap year program where he's going to travel the world, and he's going to do all kinds of real-life experiences next year, and we're super excited for him. It's going to be a super big challenge, but it's going to grow him, and we're really excited. And when he's done with that program, the uh, plan is probably that he will begin his uh, full-time work, and we don't know what that's going to look like yet, but... That's what you pray for. See, we've always taught my kids, you don't have to know what you want to do. I mean, right? As adults, don't we change our minds all the time? I didn't know at 18 what I wanted to do. And, you know, I had an idea that I want to have kids and get married. But, you know, you come out of high school and you don't know what, what God's plan is. So we've taught them. You do one step at a time, right? You may have a goal for the future, but you have to be open that God's going to change that plan and you have to walk in faith and you have to most importantly pray and seek the Lord every single day. It's not like, oh, I'm going to, I have these goals and aspirations and dreams and these are the things I'm going to do and then I'm going to pray about that and ask God to bless it. It's completely flip-flopped around. It's you go to God with open palms, open hands and you say, Lord, I don't know what the future holds, but I know you hold the future and I want to walk and follow you and walk in your ways and glorify you in all I do. I have these God-given gifts, desires, and passions. Help me to use them for you. I know that you have a plan already for my life. Help me to uncover it. You see that? It's a completely different perspective. Most of the world has aspirations and dreams that are very inward focused, but we have taught our kids that you you, you walk towards God and he will lead you exactly where you need to be our third uh, child our son our middle son he's 16 years old and I've also had him on the podcast before he has um, his own little business and he's been running that for over a year now And he has certain dreams and aspirations, and they don't have to include college. We've told him that, you know, entrepreneurship is a beautiful, wonderful thing. You absolutely can support your family, and you can glorify God in all you do. And to be the one who kind of steers your ship, well, God is the one who steers it, right? But to be the one that, you know, you are following God on that journey. You know, when you're working for somebody else, It can be very difficult, you know, to uh, maintain that um, high standard of I'm following God in everything I do because you don't really have a choice when you're working for another company. So God, uh, Steve has always says said that God is the CEO of his company, right? He's really in charge of his company, and so then my youngest son, he has great aspirations already at twelve years old. You know, he really he wants to be a farmer, but over the past year, he's thinking smart. You know, he's thinking a farmer to make a living is is difficult, but he loves the animals, he loves all that. He's thinking of maybe someday having like a farm type B and B, Airbnb, where you kind of have like some. You know, little uh, tiny houses on the property that you rent out for people who want to kind of get away to the country experience and and get away and have animals that they can, you know, see and, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, hey, that might be Steve and I's uh, retirement plan. We could uh, help him with that. So who knows what the Lord has in store? Um, but he definitely has aspirations to do his own his own path as well. So I wanted to share that with you guys. If you're, you know, just thinking about you know life, this is what I say: life is so short. We think of it as this whole, you know, long thing that we have all these years ahead of us. And I'm 45, and I'm halfway done with my life. If I were to live a normal lifespan, I may be. You know, much shorter than that. And, you know, I want to make the most of my time. The Bible tells us to make the most of our time and make the most of our opportunities. And I don't want to live for myself. I don't want to live for someone else. I want to know that I have done well with the life that God has given me for a purpose that is far beyond me or, you know, a nine-to-five job. And so... It's just, you know, I think that way often. I always think, what is, you know, what does this mean in the grand scheme of things? I like to think about life that way. Am, you know, the things I'm doing today really purposeful in the grand scheme of things. If I were to die tomorrow, am I doing today God's work to build his kingdom? Am I doing well? Is he going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant? You know, I don't want to be found just wasting time and so that's a little bit about my perspective and about um where we're at now you know i just recently about a year ago or so steve and i got together because you know you've got one in college and things add up and here we are we've like i said we've always made it work god has always provided we are not rich by any means but we're certainly not without and so you know um I was saying to him, you know, Grace is in college, and then, you know, we have these other kids are getting close to that age, and, you know, I need to go out and get a job. And I said to him, you know, I spend a lot of time working on Simply Living for Him. it's truly is my my baby, my passion. You know, apart from my family, I absolutely love everything i do at simply living for him whether it's going out and speaking at events whether it's hosting retreats whether it's my online community now which i'm leading bible studies and just doing all the things i absolutely love to do to encourage women to get in the word of god to encourage women on their walk with the lord and to encourage homeschooling families as well and when i go out to speak at events um and so i said to him one day you know this is ridiculous I need to get a real job. I said to him, you know, Simply Living for Him is um, an LLC. It's run as a business, but believe me, (laughs) I'm not going to be in Forbes magazine or anything, right? Basically, it pays for itself and all the, you know, things. And then there might be a little bit extra for my time um, because I spend hours and hours and hours a day on Simply Living for Him. And so I said to him, you know, I... I understand like if I need to go get a job and give up simply living for him. And he said, no, we are following God and your ministry does so much more than, you know, bring in money because it doesn't bring in very much money. (laughs) He said it, you know, when you get emails from people and they tell you that, you know, they've been blessed and think of that. And, you know, so we had this big, long talk and we said, All right, we're going to pray about this. If God wants me to go out and get a job, because that's what I need to do at this season of my life. Like, I'll go work at Chick-fil-A. I'll go, you know, I'll go work at the library. I'll go work at ShopRite. Then that's what I'll do. But if he's saying, no, you pursue your ministry, I will provide. You'll never be rich here on earth. But you're storing up your treasure in heaven. Just follow me. So we prayed about it, and we had this big discussion about it. And... God showed us so clearly in the following few weeks that I was to stay with Simply Living for Him. And so, you know, I'm not, like I said, over there going to be on some list of great entrepreneurs and I'm making so much money. But I am providing um, a ministry that I feel is storing treasure in heaven. And if God wants to bless me financially in that ministry, then he will. I mean, right now, I have been blessed that we can keep it going, right? Because it costs money to run the ministry. Um, But we've been blessed to be able to keep that going and then to have a little extra. And so, you know, if God were to bless that financially, that would be fine. But I truly believe that my purpose on this earth is not to collect money. My purpose on this earth is to um, share Jesus with people. And that, to me, is worth more than any. Amount of money. Money will never be my motivator. As soon as money is your motivator, it changes everything. But when God is your motivator, that's where you need to be. So that's what we've done. So I'm able to pursue my passion. I sit at my desk every afternoon and I actually say to myself, I love this job. Even if it's not a typical job, I absolutely love love sitting at my desk thinking about you know my community and how I can serve them and what bible study I can teach next and what resources I can provide next and how can I reach people and should I have a webinar or should I have a day event when will I have a retreat again you know I absolutely love it writing books you know I don't love writing I love writing books I don't like publishing books you know but I absolutely love what I am able to do with my time. And like I said, if money was my motivator, I wouldn't be doing it. But boy, would I be missing out because I believe this is what I was created to do. Secondary to serving my family. I truly believe my calling in life is to serve my family, to keep my home, uh, You know, to serve my kids by teaching them in homeschool. Do I do that perfectly? No. Absolutely not. I will tell you right now, sometimes I say to myself, wow, you know, their education, am I failing them? But when I look at my children and I see how successful, quote unquote, they are in life, I see Grace out there at college just killing it. I mean, God has been so at work in her life. It's beyond And, you know, I could have sent her to a private school and paid all this money for tuition for a perfect education and perfect test scores. Or I could have taught her to follow after the Lord. And I'm so glad I chose the latter because God fills in all the other stuff. And uh, she's now, you know, decided that she wants to work in ministry. And it couldn't make me happier. You know, that's not where all the high-paying jobs are. We know that. But boy, does it pay in eternal rewards. So I'm so grateful that she's pursuing a life in ministry as well. So anyway, that's a little bit about our kind of different path. I hope that maybe you learned something about me or you've been encouraged just in kind of maybe your own life, like reevaluating. Am I, you know, storing up treasure in heaven or storing up treasure? treasure on earth and again it's between you and the lord your path your path doesn't look like my path and i'm not saying if you're rich out there that you're not following god i'm just talking about my um, convictions and what god has you know led us to do and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that god also you know blesses people financially and as long as you know you're following god then then we uh, are just grateful for whatever he provides. Each of us has a different and unique path in this world. And I'm just simply sharing my story, not as a comparison, but as a encouragement. Um, And again, just a little get to know you. So maybe you learn something different about me. So if this encouraged you, let me know. I just want to tell you a few things. Um, Once this podcast airs, let's see, it's airing this Friday. March 12th, Um, so if you are hearing it before the 18th of March, you will have the opportunity to join me in Nashville, Tennessee. Now I'll be speaking at the Teach Them Diligently convention in Nashville, Tennessee from March 18th to the 20th, Um, but if you can't travel down to, to Nashville, you can also live stream it. You can buy a ticket to watch it online, they're streaming many of the sessions. So go to the link in the show notes or teach them diligently.net and you can find all the information about that. There's also a Teach Them Diligently convention at the end of this month in Rogers, Arkansas. There's one next month in April. I think it's April 22nd in Round Rock, Texas. And there's one in early May. I don't have the date off the top of my head. That's in Mobile, Alabama. I will be speaking in Texas and Alabama, Lord willing. That's really, you know, waiting on to make sure the traveling and all of that is going to be okay. Um, But I will not be in Arkansas this year. We could not make the travel work. But I'd love to see you get all the information in the show notes or go to teachthemdiligently.net. And again, you can live stream it as well. They have so many great resources for homeschooling families and just for families and discipleship, even if you're not a homeschooler. Also, um, just so you know, our Simply Living for Him community is always free and always open. We have 1,200 women in our group right now. Uh, we do various Bible studies. I'm, I teach the Bible studies monthly. We have different resources for women to get into the word and just a great, amazing fellowship. If you're kind of done with social media, come on over to the community because we have eliminated all the distractions of social media by really just focusing on God and following Him. And there's no drama. There's no negativity. It's a beautiful and encouraging place. You can find all the information on my website at simplylivingforhim.com. So I hope that this encouraged you today. And if it did, would you share it with somebody? Share it with a friend? Or just let me know if you were encouraged. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.